Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Hey, it's great to have Governor Mike Huckabee back on the program. He's the author of a brand new book. It's called God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy. Hey, Governor, thank you for being here. Thank you, Michael. Great to be with you. You get caught up in this storm? Fortunately, I did not. My media week in New York was last week, and thank goodness it wasn't this week. So I'm out here in the land of God, guns, grits, and gravy today. I'm in Roanoke, Virginia right now and headed on to, uh, well, Lynchburg and then end up in uh, Richmond later tonight. You didn't uh, You didn't have snow days growing up in Arkansas, did you? Once in a while we did, but you got to remember that a snow day in Arkansas meant that there was a light dusting. Right. Uh, you know, 20 flakes of snow, everybody cleaned out the grocery stores of milk and bread, even if they didn't need any, and everybody hunkered down. And it was just, you know, I look back and it's just so hilarious because the snow's going to melt tomorrow. What's the point? But we occasionally had a snow day. We thought it was terrific. And, uh, you know, a few times I remember actually making snowmen and making snow ice cream. That was always a big treat. My uh, my house is like a bunker today in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, God forbid something should, should happen. My place is where you want to end up, Governor. <laughs> Why we clean out the Why we clean out the grocery stores? We were talking about this earlier. I, I have no idea. 
Well, it makes no sense, but I think it's just this natural reaction of people. And uh, I know a lot of it in my household as a kid growing up was my parents went through the Depression, and they always believed that whatever food we have in the house was going to have to last us for the rest of our lives. And, uh, you know, there would never be bread made or milk uh, out of a cow again if we had some snow. So it's just part of the way I think we grew up. Final snow question. Can Mike Huckabee drive in the snow? I can drive in the snow. Driving on ice is a whole different animal, and mostly what we have in the south is ice more than we actually have snow, and people sometimes will laugh at, you know, gee, these southerners can't drive. And true, they can't drive in ice or snow, but on ice, nobody can drive. We have come to the the same conclusion, you and I, relative to campaign finance. I, I wish there were campaign finance reform, but because that seems to be such an impossibility post-Citizens United. I'm, I'm looking at page 222 from your book uh, relative to mad money of politics. You say, here's my simple solution. Prohibit nothing. Disclose everything. And I'm drawn to that today, Governor, because there's a front page story in the Times which says that the Koch budget, the Koch brothers budget in 2016 will approach $900 million. That will exceed expenditures from either the Democratic or Republican Party. I think we ought to be concerned about the fact that now politics has become the game of independent expenditures. And if one runs, you have to play it, because if you don't, you haven't a shot at winning. What a tragedy. The candidates ought to have to, first of all, have accountability for their message. But secondly, Michael, they ought to have control of their message. And when you have an independent group that can't coordinate with the campaign, first of all, it gives the independent group more power than the candidate. That's frightening. And it gives the candidate zero control over his own message, and that's frightening. What most upsets me, I think, about the the current dynamic is the untold millions of dollars that get spent in the 11th hour influence people's vote, and they don't know who stands behind that committee because the disclosure deadline has not yet been reached. And, and, And I'm not even talking about those phony sounding names for committees both on the left and the right. I just mean that these outfits that have spent so much don't yet have to disclose who they are and what they spent. Well, it's one of the frustrations. I clearly, in the book, uh, God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy, I, I react to some of the things I've personally experienced, where you have this uh, shadowy group that comes out and they attack you with these ominous ads. You don't know where the money comes from because they don't disclose their donors, or if they do, it's months after the election. Uh, yet what they do, they have a dramatic impact on distorting your story. And they create a narrative that people tend to believe, especially if you were like I was in 2008 and you didn't have the same level of resources to respond to it, to counterattack it, and to tell people what the real story was. But I think Americans deserve better. I just feel like that we have created every attempt to reform finance. Uh, McCain-Feingold, I believe, has been an utter disaster. It's just caused people to find a different way uh, to spend money. And every time we try to reform it, We end up making it worse because people will figure out a way to hide the money and really not come forward and say, here's who's really behind this ad and why. I think people in the public have a right to know that. I watched you last weekend in Iowa. I pretty much watched everybody in Iowa last weekend. And I said to myself, it seems as if they are trying to outright one another and wasn't one of the lessons of what went wrong for Mitt Romney in the last cycle that he tried to placate the folks who came out for Steve King's event to the detriment of where he needed to be in the general election. 
I think the problem for any candidate is not, is he right, is he left? The question is, is he authentic? If a person says that which he truly believes, um, it, it's like my dad raised me. Michael, he always said, my dad didn't have even so much as a high school education. But he always said to me, son, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you said the last time. And I think sometimes candidates will say what they think that crowd wants to hear, uh, whether it's what they genuinely in their heart believe. What people, I believe, hope for in a candidate is not someone they agree with on 100% of the issues. It's hard to find anybody like that. What they want is somebody who's authentic, who at least agrees with his own uh, spirit and soul on what he's saying. There's a lot of competition on the right side of the spectrum within the party in this go-round. There's also a lot of competition among the so-called establishment types. How do you see it all sorting out, recognizing, of course, that Governor Huckabee won Iowa in 2008? Well, the first thing is that I don't uh, take anything for granted. Iowans are politically savvy. They don't uh, necessarily just fall in line because they once voted away. That doesn't mean they will the next time. So for me personally, it means you go back out there and you build the structure of the organization and you win those delegates one at a time, and you do it the way I did it before, and that's going out and meet them, shake their hands, winning their confidence, and organizing them into a force. Uh, clearly, the competition is going to be very tough this time, but let's be clear. Nobody's announced yet. Nobody. So for all these people, 15 or 20 that say they might run, um, some of those won't. And of those who do, some won't get past uh, August or September. We'll never make it uh, to the full show of the Iowa caucuses. And then after that, there will be yet another falling away to a few more. So uh, planning a campaign and having done this before, I know a little about it. Uh, it's, it's mostly looking at it as a marathon and not a sprint, looking at it for the long haul, figuring out what do you have to do to still be on your feet a year from now, as opposed to what do I have to do just to get through next month. Jeb Bush, of course, was not in Iowa, but Friday night speaking to automobile dealers in San Francisco, he made a comment with which I'm sure, Governor Huckabee, you're familiar, where he said that immigrants are the economic engine of the country. Did he get it right? I don't think so. I love Jeb. He's a good guy. I think immigrants have a very important role to play in the future of the country because we're a land of immigrants. We always have been from the beginning of our inception. <laughs> we're pretty much a, a group of people whose uh, ancestors came here from somewhere. Mine did, too. Um, but I, I feel like the real economic engine of America is a well-trained workforce who wants to go to work every day. The problem in our country right now, they don't have many options. They, a lot of people who had a full-time job just a few years ago that paid good wages and had good benefits are now working two part-time jobs that pay cumulatively less than their previous job, and there are no benefits. They've really taken a pay cut, and the average American in the working class has actually had a $1,200 pay cut uh, from just a few years ago, and that really is... Uh, a great tragedy for, for this country. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. From God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy, why, you ask? Beyonce is incredibly talented, gifted, in fact. She has an exceptional set of pipes and can actually sing. She's a terrific dancer. Without the explicit moves best left for the privacy of her bedroom, Jay-Z is a very shrewd businessman, but I wonder, does it occur to him that he is arguably crossing the line from husband to pimp by exploiting his wife as a sex object? I remember asking Governor Huckabee previously, what's on, I think at the time I said the iPod, what's on the iPhone? What are you listening to these days, if not Beyonce and Jay-Z? I actually have some Beyonce music on my iPhone. I know that might surprise people, but it's not Partition and Drunk in Love. Those two songs aren't there. In a way, that's my whole point. This has erupted in such a controversy, which has been amazing to me, because as you well know, Michael, you've got the book. It's less than half a page in a 272-page book. And as I wrote the book and, and sat down and said, okay, now when I'm starting to do press interviews, what are the likely targets? What are the things that are going to be controversial? 
And I listed six or seven things, and that wasn't on the list. I think, however, that people are missing the point that, uh, as I clearly stated, these are talented people. They're so talented. They don't have to cross that line into vulgarity. And I feel like that our culture has become increasingly not just tolerant, but it's almost like we celebrate the most vulgar, the crudest levels of entertainment as if somehow uh, we, we, we honor that. And we, be, we ought to honor just raw, sheer talent, not uh, seeing if somebody can uh, break the mold. And I'll give you another example. I used it in the book, Miley Cyrus, her performance uh, in Brooklyn at the uh, Music Awards. And when people act like that, I'm the prude. You remember the looks on the other celebrity spaces, Taylor uh, Swift and others, as they sat there and watched uh, the foam finger moment? And they looked with shock and like, oh, my gosh, she's crossed the line. So I'm thinking, if I'm a a prude, then so are most of the people in the entertainment business who watch that performance live in the arena. Well, those who would say that you're a prude have not read the title of Chapter 10. Yes, Bend over and take it like a prisoner, which, interestingly, Michael, a lot of people thought that I was referring to prison rape. And here's another example of the press not reacting to what I wrote, but reacting to some story they read, because I'm assuming you've actually read this. And no, I have I actually it. read it. Yes, yeah. I have. And, and it's about the whole process of getting on an airplane and uh, having the TSA treat you as if you're a prisoner going into the intake system. It wasn't prison rape. I, I oversaw the entire prison system of Arkansas. I've been there when inmates were taken in, and I said, my gosh, it reminds me a lot of getting on an airplane these days. Okay, but you had to have known, Governor, when, when you penned that as the, the, the title of the chapter, that it would be read a couple of different ways. I didn't really think that people would take it that way because I assumed that if they read the chapter title, they'd probably read the chapter and they'd get it. But, you know, there I go, believing that people uh, would read the book before they talked about the book. Let me let me give you one more from the book. Marriage as an institution is not so much threatened by same-sex couples as it is by heterosexuals increasing indifference to it. What I mean by that, I'm not in any way, as some people may have surmised, taking a, a lighter or more uh, nuanced approach on my commitment to traditional marriage. But what I, my point was, and I stand by it, is that when people act like, well, we can't have a new definition of marriage, well, okay, I agree. But a real definition of marriage says that people uh, marry each other as life partners. They don't just come in and out of marriages, divorce, remarriage, divorce, remarriage, as if they're uh, you know dating in high school. And the level to which we uh, make marriage less sacred, less significant, uh, less the life commitment, the easier it is for people to say, well, if marriage doesn't mean that much to heterosexuals, doesn't mean that much anyway. This debate, to me, feels like it's in a wind-down, especially now that the Supreme Court has taken the case, and maybe I'm not reading the tea leaves as to what they're going to do, but does Governor Huckabee believe that this debate is just about over? Well, I think people thought that in 1973 when uh, Roe v. Wade came down from the Supreme Court that, well, this will settle it. I think it's pretty evident that it's far from settled, and we're 42 years from it as of uh, this month. So if anybody believes that uh, a Supreme Court ruling ends the debate, uh, then I think they probably need to reference Roe v. Wade and ask, has that ended? Did it end 42 years ago? The answer is not yet. The book is called God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy. One final question, if I might, for Governor Mike Huckabee. Which is more serious? 
the Donald or Sarah Palin? Wow. I'm going to leave it up to them to declare if they really are planning to run. If, uh, you know, if they're serious about this, I, I just don't know. I, I would think that... Oh, come on, you know. You're like the rest of us. You're well, looking at the two of them and you're saying, give me a break. Well, you know, people are saying that about me, so it, far be it for me well, to but say... You, no, you, you, you ditched your job at Fox. I, yeah, I think, I you know, that, that tells us you're serious. Well, I better be serious or I'm the biggest idiot in America to walk away from that <laughs> gig. Exactly, right. You know, and, and here's what I've told people. I said, you know, there are a lot of people who are governors or senators or congressmen who, if they uh, run, they still get to keep their jobs and their paycheck and their benefits. For me, uh, not so much. And uh, that's why I think that when you get as committed as I've already indicated that I am, uh, people will see a, a very clear and focused individual. Hey, Governor, you you seem very comfortable in that role, the TV role. You've really taken to that. I loved it. And, you know, what most people don't understand, interesting, Michael, when I'm introduced, sometimes uh, I'm I'm just amazed that people will reflect on what I did 25 years ago, and they say, Mike Huckabee, former pastor, before they even say longtime governor, because I was a governor longer than I was a pastor, Uh, you know, I was in politics for the past 25 years. I was in and out of elective office. Uh, so I'm always amazed that you don't hear people say, of, let's say, George Stephanopoulos, former Clinton aide, um, or even of other candidates, what they were doing 25 years ago. But what most people don't know about me, my first career was advertising, television, and radio. And that was where I started out. started in radio at 814, started two community television channels uh, in my lifetime, worked in television for a while. So it's it's a medium with which I'm uh, relatively familiar and very comfortable and, frankly, had the time of my life. And as I've told people, I've been a candidate. I've been an office holder for a number of years. Uh, and then I've talked about it for the past six and a half years. And, frankly, the easiest of the three is talking about it, <laughs> but it paid the best. Now, go figure what's wrong in America today. The book is called God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy. Governor, nice to have you back on the program. Best of luck. Thank you, Michael. Enjoyed visiting with you. That's Mike Huckabee, former governor of the great state of Arkansas, who, as he points out, he's not formally in this thing, but uh, clearly headed in that direction. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.